Welcome to Thought Hustle, the show that will teach you how to excel in your financial, physical, emotional, and mental health, expanding all areas of your life so that you can live a life of freedom, joy, and significance. I'm Daniel Gurner, your show host, and today we will be talking about three simple ways to invest in real estate. Let's get to the show. Today, we are going to be doing a deep dive into three simple ways to invest in real estate. The number one item that creates more millionaires than any other area, that is real estate. So what is real estate? Well, real estate is essentially buying a house. If you rent, you are partaking in real estate. If you own a home, you're partaking in real estate. It's the buying and selling of a home. A lot of people think that they can't get into real estate because they need a down payment of 20 to 25%. But it is possible to get a loan for as low as 3.5% down. And in some cases, your local lender, they might even pay the closing costs for you, saving thousands of dollars. In my area, I was looking around for lenders and they offered to pay the entire closing costs for me, which would save thousands of dollars. Now, I didn't go about and do that, but for someone who doesn't have a lot of money to invest, like myself, that's an incredible incentive and something that you should look into. So the first simple way to get into real estate is something called house hacking. This is a perfect opportunity for an individual who is just starting out in real estate or who is, in, or who is interested in getting started. House hacking is living in a home that you purchased and renting out the other rooms or units to pay for your mortgage. This is one of the simplest and probably the best ways to get started in real estate. It's actually what I'm doing right now. I purchased a duplex that is a two unit property. So it's one house and there are two units that you can live in. And my current mortgage each month is $1,080 and I'm trying to rent out the home for $1,200 a month. Now in my market, that is a little high for a rental. But if I can get $1,200 a month, I'll get an extra $120 or so that will pay for my utilities and any repairs that come up for the property. And even if I have to lower it to say $1,100 or $1,000 a month, it's still paying for the majority of my mortgage. Essentially, you get to live for free. Instead of paying rent every month, someone else is paying for your rent. So some of the pros of house hacking are that it provides occasional profits, and it can cut down on your highest monthly cost, which is generally your rent or your mortgage. It also limits your liability because it limits how much you have to pay each month. If I had a tenant who paid just $800 a month, I would only be paying $280 a month, not including utilities, of course, but that's far less than you would be paying in rent in a similar home. And on top of that, for a house hack, there are special loan programs in the U.S. that allow you to put down as little as 3.5%, as opposed to the conventional 20% down. So for example, traditionally, if you got a conventional loan, you would have to put 20% down, not including your closing costs. 20% of $100,000, that's $20,000, and your closing costs are going to range anywhere from six dollars to $10,000. So let's say that your total payment is $26,000. Most people can't afford that. But with a 3.5% down loan, you're just going to be putting down 3500 
which is 3.5% of $100,000 plus your closing costs, which if they're $6,000, you can get a home for $9,500. This is far better than the 20% conventional, and it's one of the main reasons people think I can't afford to buy a house. But that's just simply not true. If you do your research, you'll learn that you can get a house for far cheaper than you might even imagine. Now, there are some cons to house hacking. For instance, you have to manage tenants. If you get an FHA loan, which is the 3.5% down loan, you have to pay extra for special insurance. And finally, you are limiting your profits on the home if you live there. So, for instance, if I was able to rent out both units for $1,200, I would be cash flowing about $1,300. Now, with repair costs and management fees, I would probably cash flow anywhere from five dollars to $800. Now, this isn't really a downside. You're not really limiting your profit because if you're saving money on your traditional rent or mortgage, then you really are saving money. The thing that most people are afraid of is dealing with tenants. But if you screen well, then it shouldn't be an issue. Now, the second simple way to get into real estate is house flipping. House flipping is for someone who has a broad expertise in the appraisal and marketing areas of real estate. House flipping, it requires money and the willingness, if needed, to supervise or do your own home repairs. This is the typical wild side of real estate. Real estate flippers, they look for houses that are well below the market's value. So if you're looking at a home, traditionally you would be looking for houses that are off market. So it takes some doing. You have to either start an email campaign or a mailing campaign, or you have to look at foreclosures. In my neighborhood, we had a house that was foreclosed on that was selling for $57,000. This house was selling in a neighborhood where the typical house will sell for $140,000. Last year, this same house sold for $130,000. Now, I'm not a flipper, and I didn't have the money or the assets needed to purchase this house, but it was a great opportunity. If you bought it and did some work, and according to my estimates, it would have cost about $40,000 to repair, your all-in costs are the $57,000 plus your closing costs plus your repairs. So you would pay about $103,000 total for a $140,000 home. With that, your equity in the home is $37,000 right off the bat. That is pretty good. Now, flippers who cannot unload a property quickly, they may find themselves in trouble because they usually do not have enough cash to hold a home that they're paying a mortgage on. This can be really costly. So if you do become a house flipper, then you need to do your research and you need to make sure that you're buying in markets where you're going to be able to sell. There is another kind of flipper. They make their money by purchasing a property that is moderately priced, and then they add value by renovating the property. This can be a longer-term investment where the borrower only takes one or two assets on at a time, and they work on those. So some examples of adding value might be if you buy a two-bedroom home, you add a third bedroom, which can add a lot of value in certain neighborhoods. The pros to house flipping is you can make a quick buck, you can flip the house, you can do the repairs and immediately sell it. For instance, if you bought the $57,000, 
If you bought the $57,000 house and then you put in about $60,000 worth of repairs, you could resell it for $140,000. And after your taxes and fees and everything, you would bring in about $20,000 or so. Now, the cons of house flipping are that you need an extensive market understanding. You need to know what's going on in your market and you need to know where to find these underpriced or undervalued homes. It also will generally require a lot of cash. If you don't have the cash, then it can be difficult to convince a buyer to sell to you. So you might need to find a private investor to give you the money to do the work and to flip it and to purchase the home. And it can be difficult to find a private investor. And the third way that you can get into real estate in a simple way is to do the Burr method. Now, I first learned this from the Bigger Pockets podcast, and this is honestly one of the best methods to use if you're able. This methodology is where you will purchase a home that needs work, and then you rehab the house, and you get a cash-out loan. And the cash-out loan will give you money based on how much equity you have in the house. For example, if you bought a house for $50,000 and did a full rehab on the home, and when you finished, you would get it appraised. So let's say your appraisal comes in for $150,000. You spent $60,000 on repairs. So your all-in costs are $110,000. Now, a bank will give you a loan up to 80% of the value of a home in a cash-out loan. So that what that means is they'll give you $130,000 in cash, and then you'll owe a mortgage on the home each month. And then you pay that mortgage, and you rent out the home, and you essentially get a house for free. Now, the way that works is you spend $110,000, you get that cash out loan from the bank, you're at a net profit of $15,000, we'll say, after closing costs. Your mortgage each month, we'll say, is about $800. You rent out the home for $1,200 every month. You get a little bit of cash flow and you own this home for free because the bank gave you that cash out loan to pay off all the repairs and that old balance that you had. In that example, you're actually making money to burr the house. Now, burr, it stands for buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat. And the refinance is where you get the money from the bank. And then once you rent it out, of course, you get a home and you get cash flow from it and you have all the money that you invested right back in your pocket to do it all over again. The pros of this are that you can buy a lot of houses if you do this right. You can get free houses. You, of course, need the upfront money to pay for the repairs in the home and the closing costs. But once you finish up, it's a free house with that cash out loan. And finally, you get rental income after you finish, which is the biggest value. Because if you can do this with five or even 10 homes and everyone cash flows $300 a month, you're making an extra fifteen dollars to $30,000 a year, which can be life changing for a lot of people. That's one of my goals, to be able to build up a real estate portfolio that can replace my job income should the need arise. Now, the cons of this are that you need a lot of money up front. You're probably going to need a private investor. And you have to pay for the repairs, and it can get expensive. And if you don't know how to do the repairs, you have to pay someone else. Now, that's not a reason not to do it. You just factor that in to the purchase price, and you figure out, based on the numbers, if it will still work. There are a couple more advantages to real estate. First of all, over time, real estate appreciates. 
If you choose real estate in the right properties, it will grow in value. Typically, a house increases in value about 5% every single year, which means that's adding value to you each and every year, not including any rental income that you have. Second of all, real estate has tax advantages. Your down payment and your mortgage payments are write-offs, and any repairs that you make on a property, it counts as a business expense, which means you can write that off. And then finally, and I think this is the biggest benefit of real estate investing, is it gives you control of your life. You're in the driver's seat making the decisions. And if you buy enough properties to replace your income, you are not tied to a job. You're not reliant on a job. And I think that is one of the most beneficial things that you can do. I know I talked a little bit earlier about my purchase of my home. And again, just a little recap, I spent a little over $10,000 on the purchase of the home. In repairs, it's going to cost me about $4,000, I would say, which was more than I planned for, but it will still work out. I'm going to rent out the bottom unit, which I'm currently in the talks with some potential tenants. And then once I do, I'm going to find another house and I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to be building up my portfolio. So here's the bottom line. Real estate investors, they are building their assets and they are building their income. Real estate investing is not as scary as you might think. You don't necessarily need $30,000 to buy a $100,000 home. There are loans out there to help first-time home buyers and home buyers who plan to live in a property. So don't allow that to scare you. Use that to motivate you to learn how you can get invested in real estate with little money down. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, learning without action is useless, so be sure to take action. If real estate is something that you're interested in, I would strongly recommend checking out Bigger Pockets, where they will have resources for you to learn how you can start investing in real estate so that you can build a life of financial, physical, mental, and emotional freedom, a life of joy and significance. This is Daniel Gurner with Thought Hustle.